Could you make the chorus line? Stay tuned to find out. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Broadway Breakdown. I keep forgetting that we have our own intro now. Yeah, we have, you have an intro. You have an intro. I'm one, two, three, Jackie B, and with me is hashtag James Lott Jr. Right. Oh my God, we hashtag James Lott Jr. I'm here with and Jackie. He's got this fabulous outfit on because Chorus Line is one of his favorite musicals yes, of all time. Just love this outfit. If you're an audio okay. listener, yes. um, go to the YouTube video just to check out James's yes. fabulous outfit. And if you don't, we'll post a picture on, on the page. Yes, we will. We we'll will. We we'll took a picture, picture today. I'm taking the hat off now because it's a little hot, but I just want to show I have the hats. I'm putting up front. It's fabulous. Yes. Thank you. I love this song, too. I, this, this is just you the best. No. So before we break down, we're going to do... Um, we're going to do our BroadwayWorld.com articles. Yes, of course, yes. Brought to us by uh, Robert Diamond. Yes. So the first one is Jersey Boys, which you yes. wanted to talk Yeah, it's interesting because I was just reading this actually the other day uh, about this. Uh, Jersey Boys is, if you have not seen it, I don't know if you've ever seen a production of it. I've seen the movie. You've seen the movie, okay. I've seen some live productions of it, a couple of companies, and it's such a great, but, the, but um, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons is based on that. It's such a good show. Um, and Mark Ballas from Dancing with the Stars is going to join it as it's ending its 11-year run. I have a little Mark Ballas anecdote. Ooh, tell, I, ooh, please. I love him, and this is because on my birthday several years ago, I went to the Den, which is uh, kind oh. of like West Hollywood-ish. Yes, yes. Um, and he was there with some other Dancing with the Stars people, but he's my absolute favorite. So I was super drunk, and I ran up to him, and I was like, <laughs> I love you, Mark Ballas! You're my favorite on Dancing with the Stars! And I'm like hugging him and stuff, and like... I'm sure he thought it was like if I was a nor like if I yeah. was him I would be like this is disgusting. <laughs> but he was so sweet and so nice, Aww. and he was like, "What's your name, Jackie? Aww. Happy birthday!" Oh my god, how nice! Yeah, it was really sweet. So I have to say, not only should you check him out in this, but he is a stand-up guy. Oh, he's that's such very a sweet. sweet guy. That's very sweet. He's a, yeah, he's a, he's a guy who actually sings. So if you guys don't know this, I actually have some of his songs from throughout the years. He's put out rock songs, dance songs. Kind of R&B-ish, hip-hop songs. He's actually a singer. So he's a singer and a dancer. And he's done some acting. And um, so the production is ending Sunday, January 15th, 2017. After 4,642 performances. Jeez, and crackers. At the August Wilson Theater on West 52nd Street. That's in Broadway in the whole right by Times Square. It's all over there. I love, I, love, I love Broadway so much. I love New York. I love Broadway. I always go to a show if I go there. I love it. Um, so it's going to be ending. So you want to go see him. He's going to be in it. He's going to be doing this. So he actually will start um, Tuesday, October 18th. So next month. He'll be starting. That's awesome. Yeah, so so now that. our Babs news. Now Babs, Babs yes. News. Okay. First of all, Barbara Streisand is my number one performer of all time. I'm a huge fan. I finally saw her in concert a couple of years ago. I missed her this time around, but I saw her a couple of years ago and I wept like a baby. Aww. She was at the Hollywood Bowl and I just cried. I Aww. cried. I was so happy. I had some old lady holding me. She's like, you like her? And I'm like, yes, I do. I love her. And she says, help me. She's like this big black man. She's held me. She was great. And uh, Barbara's just great. But Barbara has made history once again. Um, her album, Encore, Movie Partners Sing Broadway. And she actually works with, she sings with movie actors. She has a song with Jimmy Fox. Which is really good. And her version of At the Ballet was with Daisy Ridley and Anne Hathaway. And I first, my little side note before I tell you what the news I is. I didn't even know Diz- Daisy Ridley could sing, but me neither. since she's brand new, I guess we're just discussing uh, yeah, things. About I don't know. Her. And she doesn't sound bad. Anne Hathaway, you know, we know she can we sing, know she so can she can sing. sing. Um, at first, I wasn't sure about the arrangements of At the Ballet, because it's one of my favorite songs of, of Chorus Line. Um, and Barbara <clears throat> kind of sings most of it. <laughs> 
Yeah, she should. She's Barbara right. Streisand. Right. So she's exactly. bad. So she can do whatever she wants. So exactly. I kind of. So it took me a minute to kind of get the arrangement because I've I've heard, of course, the arrangement on the album and of course in the movie. I was like, oh, this was not really all three ladies. It's mostly Barbara, the other two. But now I love it. Now I'm hooked. But her album reached number one. It is her. She's had an album number one every decade. For this is crazy. Six decades. Yes, and you know 60s. what's funny is because. Uh, I think Cher is a is a front runner for almost the same. Yes, yeah, yeah, she's close to. But too. she's only had them in five decades. Five, yes, that's true. Um, and if you want to see a horrible Cher impression, I will be doing one later on our Drag Race, <laughs> on our Drag Race show, <laughs> on our sister network after Buzz TV. Yes, you want to watch her? You want to do it? You want to do it? Because um, Homegirl is seventy four years old. And she is now the female with the most well, number one album. She's older albums. than Cher, too, so that's yeah, also why. Yeah. Um, and her albums, okay, they were, let me just tell you uh, People in 1964, The Way We Were in 1974, a great film, A Star is Born soundtrack in 1977 with Chris Christopherson. I love that whole movie. Barbara Streisand's Greatest Hits Volume 2 in 1979. This next album was produced by Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees, and I loved it. Guilty in 1980. Woman in Love is one of the best songs on earth. The Broadway album, 1986, I remember when that came out, that was a huge thing. She was back to Broadway. Because you know, in the 60s, she was all Broadway. So let's see, we got back to that. Higher Ground in 1997, which has a duet with Celine Dion called Tell Him. Those voices together, it was like, it was crazy. Love is the Answer in 2009, and of course, Partners in 2014. So congratulations to Miss Barbara. That's amazing. It's just, I mean, just good so, for her. Good yeah. for her. I mean, good for her. So we we have the first, possibly first Broadway revival of My Fair Lady um, at the um, in in collaboration with the Lincoln Center. Um, they're thinking of casting Colin Firth as Henry Higgins. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, either Carrie Mulligan or Anne Hathaway as Eliza Doolittle. The reason I say thinking about is because they haven't secured the rights. Oh, which to me is like well, I, kind of like I did a first. record scratch. Yes, and yes. I was like, it, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do that first. I, right. I work. Yeah. I work in television. That's yeah. my normal day job, and that's the first thing we do. Right. Like you don't <laughs> you don't start doing anything before you secure the rights. Yes, exactly. Because, well, because like. Otherwise, you wasted a lot of money. Right. You're, you're talking to all these actors. You waste right. a lot of time, a lot of money, mm-hmm. and then and then all of a sudden, it's like you don't have the rights. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's kind of. Um, but I, I can also understand where it's like maybe they want it so badly. They're like, look, if we attach all these yeah, people, right. it'll happen. <laughs> then it has to it go through. It doesn't always. No, it work, doesn't. No, you know? it doesn't. So anyway. Uh, Cheno is back to Broadway. Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, we love. Her. I love Kristen. Chenoweth. I want her to be my BFF. I want to meet her so bad. I love her, and I can do like I do my own like. Oh, really? Better than my share impression, <laughs> Cheno impression. <laughs> but it's more of a it's more of a Cheno from Wicked impression. Where, oh, okay. Where okay. she's like singing her popular song. Yep. <laughs> she's so popular. Um, but I saw her. I saw her live at the Hollywood Bowl, and okay. now she's doing um, her own show, which is called My Love Letter to Broadway. Okay. Um, this is going to be November twelfth to the thirteenth of this okay. year. So it's a it's a limited um, it's a limited show, and she's performing musical theater favorites, including um, music that's from her upcoming album, The yeah, Art of Elegance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that album has come out yet because I actually ordered it and I haven't. Yeah, it's not, it's not out yet. But it's yeah, I haven't out. gotten yeah. the pre order <laughs> yes. notification yet. Yeah. Um, it's going to be at the Lint Fontaine. Theater oh, okay. and the costume design. I thought this was interesting. Is Christian Siriano? Who oh, Project he, Runway. Yes, he won season four, yeah. I believe, of Project Runway, and yeah. I've been following him ever since. I yeah. was so obsessed with him on that yeah. season. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, he has his own like 
really good fashion. You just line. had a, just had a show that got really good rave reviews. I don't know if you saw that. You I, just ha- had I have a, not New, seen New York that. Fashion Week just happened, and he had good reviews on the show. But he also dresses a lot of um, a lot of celebrities. Yeah. And um, if you follow him on Instagram, he has like tons of wonderful pictures. So yeah. I can imagine the costumes are going to be yeah, amazing. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and then the final news is the Glass Menagerie revival with mm. Sally Field as the mother. Oh wow! Um, Joe Mantello, who I assume he's it didn't. The article didn't exactly say who he's playing. I assume he's playing Tom. And then Finn Whitrock, I assume, is playing Jim, the the gentleman caller. Okay, yes. Um, And then we have a new new actress, Madison Burns. I Mm -hmm. can't read my own handwriting, but I think that's what it says. Uh, As Laura or um, the girl who has blue roses or blue roses. Um, Finn's a good actor, you guys. He's good. He is an amazing actor. So, so he'll be good. He'll good. Be good. He, he started so out with Soap. He was on All My Children, <laughs> but then he went on to, of course, American Horror Story and all yes, that stuff. Yes, he but. was in. He was in um, that Angelina Jolie yes. film about the pilot yes. who was I'm shot down. The, I'm blanking on the name of it. I'm blanking on the name, name too. Oh, okay. um, and then he was. Then he was in American Horror Story. And yeah. He was so good yeah. on that season. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to start February 2017. Um, it's directed by Sam Gold, who directed uh, Fun Home. And he also directed, I guess, a Dutch version of The Glass Menagerie that won rave reviews. So he's bringing on... My Dutch folks. Okay, yeah, sure. he's bringing okay. on a lot of uh, the people from his oh, Dutch wow. cat, his Dutch team, I should say, his Dutch production team. As my Dutch grandfather would say, it ain't much of it ain't Dutch. So all the time. <laughs> I love that. And it's I Grandparents' Day, so I have Grandparents' Day, so yes. Aw, happy Grandparents' Yes, I'm a grandparent day. myself, so. <gasps> Congratulations. Thank you, so thank you. Um, I just oh, wanted to say hi to Brianna's in, yes. in the chat room. She's in the chat room right now. Oh, so Brianna, we love you. Brianna had surgery, so yes. please send her all of your well yes. wishes. Brianna um, Phipps, 14. We're missing to her. her today, and we're hoping she'll be well enough for the next episode. She may or may not be, yeah. but send her all your love. Please um, do. Regardless. Please do. So my question is, yes. you are such a huge fan of yes. Broadway in general. Yes. So for this to be one of your favorite shows, that's mm-hmm. big. That yes. is big. So yes. can you tell me why that's this is your favorite show? It's, it's, that's, a, that's a very good question. You've done this before. We used to work together on a show, so I know we how good did. she is. Under the Dome. Under you dome. want to go back and look. Hashtag Domies forever. <laughs> We're girl, Man of Fields, Ben, and I list her too. Um, okay, so why is my favorites? It um, has heart. This this show overall, re- I love behind the scenes stuff. I'm a huge documentary person, and in a weird way, this musical is a documentary to me. It is because it really does go behind the scenes of how do you make it on Broadway. It's a performer's. When I um, when I was watching it, I was like, this is a performer's play. If mm-hmm. you know, I can see. I being a performer, it's hard for me to put myself in that position of like, what would someone who's not a performer think of this? But as a performer, I'm like, this is so exciting to me because you're seeing an aspect of theater that maybe not everyone would see. Um, it was a little bit like, like a weird comparison here, but a little <laughs> bit of comparing it to that TV show Extras with um, oh, yeah, Ricky yeah. Gervais. I, 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 like this, I like this show, actually. It Rachel. totally, yeah. like, even yeah. though it's not, like, yeah, raunchy I, like that. Yeah, yes. But it, it totally <laughs> yeah. gave me that moment of yeah. you're seeing something that, like, most performers experience at some point in their lives mm-hmm. before they become whoever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so this that's why I really enjoyed it. Yeah, for me, because I'm a fan of Broadway, the story has to interest me first. It really does. I can hear a song or two from the soundtrack and go, I like the song, but I may not be into the story, then it won't be one of my favorites. This one, story and songs just really hit me hard. They were, they were really strong. It was very contemporary, yet it had a feel of just universal feel. I just can relate to it because they, they had, and the cast was so diverse. Older, younger, 
black, Latina, you know, gay, straight. I mean, it's just, it's just, it was like, I don't know, I'm a sucker for dance in unison. I'm a sucker for emotion. And this one just really, I saw the original back in, I saw it in 77. Um, I was a kid, and I just, I just, I completely, completely was mesmerized. And that's why it's one of my favorites. You know what's interesting to me is people, uh, bef- you know, I watched Rent before I watched Chorus Line, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Um, because I didn't really know much about Chorus Line until the revival, which wasn't until 2006. Okay. And, um, you know, you grew up, Rent was, like, huge when I was a yeah, kid. No, yeah, no, it was huge. Yes, um, it was huge. And so it's interesting to me watching Rent, which had a very diverse cast, which mm-hmm. to me kind of, like, was the tipping point of starting to get people in tune to, like, diversity casting in theater. Mm-hmm. Um and I watched this, and I was like, "Why doesn't? Why don't people talk about Chorus Line? Because it's not. Granted, it's not going to be as diverse as Hamilton. It's not as diverse mm-hmm. as Rent, but it it makes a point of actually talking about these people's backgrounds to the point where you cannot cast a person in certain roles in this play unless they fit that background. Like because you have you have Puerto Rican characters, you have African American characters, you have a uh, Chinese character, mm-hmm. and so you. And they talk about that in their mm-hmm, monologues. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you can't, like, you can't replace that with no. a different actor. No, and it's funny, and Brown just said in here, I think as not a performer, it would be interesting to see what they go through. You get a taste of what they go through. Yeah. Uh, you get a, a glimpse in. Everybody, everybody likes a glimpse in. Right. They all do. So I think that's why it's very, it's very voyeuristic. Yes. Which is like, in, a, in a fun way. Um, I agree with you on that. And Rent, yeah, Rent was big. I, I saw Rent, I loved it, and I saw it on Broadway, and it was, it was a great production. The chorus line, it just, it was like, it was. People's dreams. People want to. People want to root for underdogs. People want to see people try to make it. And if they don't make it, you you just you want to get you get invested in them. And this musical just really it just does. And the songs really convey that. They match the performers. They match the performers. Yeah. And one of the things um, that Brianna mentioned before this, before we came into here, was that for some of these characters, it's their last chance yeah. to dance. It's their last chance to dance in the chorus and it's so it's so sad to me because watching it like both you and I are older than any mm-hmm. of these people yeah I know yeah I know and, and so I'm watching it and I'm like crap I'm older than the oldest one which is which is Sheila yeah Sheila who's yes like, who's like I'm dirt old and I'm like but she's not even 30 exactly right exactly but that's a, that's a great metaphor though in terms of certain industries like ballet some parts of theater modeling there is an age limit that seems ridiculous to us because we're like there are beautiful people past the age of 30 and 40. Um, but that that's what we use. And for me, I've casted people and I've also been in auditions. I've done both. Right. So I know both, and this is a great, I know both sides of it. I know how the, it kind of goes. And I'm also older. And as I still go out there to go for things, I kind of get, I can relate to Sheila. I can relate to Cassie a little bit, who feels a little kind of worn out and things didn't work out for her. We're going to talk about the characters, of course, and stuff. But just, I mean, just, this show is so relatable. I think anybody could watch it. And get into it. It's very universal. You know what's, what else I was thinking um, as I was watching it was the the monologues are so good for auditions. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, these are really like good audition monologues. Note to self. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, they are. are. They, are. they are. And you know, it's interesting to me because a lot of Broadway shows to me, they the dialogue is so sparse between the music mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of monologuing. No. Like usually when yeah. you go to a monologue, you're gonna go to a straight yeah. a, a straight play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she'll mean straight, straight play. But she means straight like straight up, not yes, straight. Like I mean like without music, <laughs> not like yes. without queer people yep. because <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so I just want to clarify that. Yes. Right. No, so, yeah, uh, it's so funny because like growing up, we called it a straight play. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, what you, is a straight, straight play? play? A straight play. Yes. Um, that don't exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it's always real. I love it. Uh, oh, my God. I love it. But yeah. I really liked that they they have these like very good monologues. So not only do these these people have to have the be triple threats, they have to be singers, actors, dancers. Um, yes. Because they're they're doing these like intensive character yes, studies they as are. well. Hello, Jazz for eleven seventy three said hi. Looking good, James. Thank you. I'm Aww. trying. I did a little bit soft for Jackie. It's a, it's a try it out. I love Brianna. it. It's fabulous. Yeah, it's fabulous. Meanwhile, I look like I'm like the the. I feel like what's her name? Um, the girl who can't sing. Uh, oh, um, oh my god! It's it's a K name. Catherine, Katerina, Christine. Christine, Christine, Christine. Yes. Yeah, I feel like her because I I, lo- I love this fact that um, <laughs> they get to have an, a character in there who can't sing because yes. I can't sing either, and I'm like I love her kind of like quirky weirdo <laughs> yes. character. She's my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but yes, but yeah, just just to show it's just it's oh my god, I, I love the music, I love everything about it, so that's why I like it. Well, let's talk about the stage design. Yes. We have like, again, like to it, it's so weird because this is clearly pre rent, but my yeah. like rent was my like framework for that's, it. That's interesting. That's good. Okay. Well, yes. Whereas rent also has this very like basic set, mm-hmm. and like yeah, they're going to different pl- here. They're all in one location. Yes, they're all on it the never stage. leaves. It never one, leaves yeah. the stage. Um, in rent, they're going to quote unquote different locations, but they're all on that same like very sparse like wire yeah. kind of set. Um, and we see it in Hamilton too, where mm-hmm. again, it's like they're supposed to be in different locations, but they're really on the same. There's no mm-hmm. changing of a set piece. Mm-hmm. I like this because it puts a focus on the actors, and you have to be a really captivating oh, yeah. performer. Oh my god, yeah, to be on a basic set like that. And yes. the set is basically the mirrors. Yes. I mean, that's it. The mirrors kind of do this. Um, do these like cool reflection things to make it look like more or less people mm-hmm. or to to highlight certain numbers, but that's that's it. Like you you have to be a good performer. Yeah, in this I completely production. completely agree with that statement. I like that. I like the use of the mirrors because the mirrors they were a metaphor also. They were a metaphor, and we'll get into it, of course, a little later, but they were a metaphor for having to look within yourself, look at yourself and what kind of performer you are. And because off can't off you can't see him, Zach is basically he's we say the voice of God, so to speak, or whatever, but he's forcing you to look at yourself and go, Wow, this is my upbringing, this is what's going on. So the mirrors kind of play that. Also, they play later, of course, when they do the chorus. Yes. Like it's it like bigger and bigger and You know what's funny is the yeah. mirrors at some at that at some points are menacing, like in that in that mm-hmm. last um in the audition number, uh, not the yeah, in the yeah. audition number of one, yeah. when um, he's yelling at Kathy, yes. the the dancers get more menacing and the mirrors make it more menacing because it seems like the chorus is like this scary beast mm-hmm. almost. But he's like telling Kathy, "Come on, girl, do it! Like, come on, like, yeah. come on, like, come on, like, I really do it." And yeah, the mirrors are kind of yeah, they are kind of like a menace. I never thought I really kind of thought that before, but they are kind of like a menacing thing because they're they're there, and in a way, again, it's another metaphor. They're there, right? And you know what's interesting to me is I've had um, – I grew up doing a lot of dance. And so yeah. I've had friends that I've, like, roped into dance classes. I'm like, come on. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And some of my friends are like, why are we staring at a mirror of ourselves the whole time? I'm like, uh, I never really, like, thought otherwise because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, uh, well, otherwise, how are you going to know that you're doing something wrong, you know, mm-hmm. because you're – when you're dancing, to me, having the mirror there is second nature because you're always watching yourself like, oh, I got to move like this or I got to yeah. adjust this. Um, but it can also be very humbling, I guess, because mm-hmm. when you look at yourself in the mirror, yeah. 
There's the adage of like, oh, like I look like I've gained yes. an extra pound. Right, no, you right, know? right, exactly. So, Mirrors are intimidating, period, for a lot of people. Um, and metaphorically and, and for real. Uh, Brianna wants to mention, my mom wants to mention that because of the mirror, sitting in the orchestra is a must for this show. Oh, really? Didn't know that. Okay. That's awesome. There must be a certain way they must look when you sit in, sitting yeah. in the orchestra. Um, I just think it just, yeah, but yeah, a lot of them, like someone said in here too, sometimes shows don't need showy props and, and stage set. Um, if it, like you said, if it just if it's just the people are good, the monologues are good, the songs are good, and you already got the sense that someone's always talking to them, and they're on the stage trying to make it. You don't need to go behind the scenes. You don't need to go another room and talk it off. Like it's great. It's just one basic set, and there's no distraction. That's that's how you know a play is good, and that's in, in, you know I'm gonna compare it to Chicago, oh, yeah, which okay. is again. This was one of the longest running musicals yes, it was. on Broadway. Yes, it was. It was um, it was overtaken as like the longest U.S. running musical by Chicago in 2011, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me because Chicago is dance heavy. Very dance heavy, yes. Uh, it's focused on the characters yes. again, yes. and it's very theatrical in the same way where mm-hmm. it's. Whereas in Chicago, it's more of like theater is more of a metaphor than yes. than it is here. It's but very the, theatrical. Yes, Chicago's but very the theatrical. set is also very bare bones. Yeah, it is. There's nothing. There's nothing no, on the set no. really. Like the the production I saw of Chicago, it's just like rafters basically. Yeah. Okay. So I saw I saw it with um, Jasmine Guy. She played uh, Velma. So I saw that one years ago. And you're right. It was like it was very bare because like they have the courtroom scenes and the the prison stuff, but it was all just like they pull out a I almost said a scaffolding. Maybe it was rafters. Yeah. They just pull it out and then that was that yeah. Was it. That's that's it. That's it. Yeah. The set is the dancers. Just like here, the set is the dancers. I agree with that. I like that. I agree with that. Um, I I love these characters though. They're they're such rich characters and Yes, they are. Yes, um, they are. You have seventeen people who are auditioning. It really does show um, the audition process. You have that number where it's like, I hope I get it. This is like my favorite songs. Yeah. And I want to talk about this for a second because I guess you bring it up. I hope I get it. I still sing it all the time. How many people does he need? How many boards? How many? I always say it because it's one of those things as a person going for something in any genre, even going for a job, if you're going for a bank job, you're hoping, I hope I get it. You're yeah. thinking, what do they want from me? And you're kind of nervous about that. And you're wondering, am I going to do well? That song, that's the opening song, that really does capture everybody in any moment. It's funny because that you say this, that it captures every job, because um, I've had no jitters before job interviews. Oh, okay. I, I just don't anymore, and I think it's because I grew up auditioning so, so much oh, okay. that I'm like, if you don't like me, you don't like me. It's like, I don't know what yeah. I can do about it, you know? Yeah. And so... When you when you've done, I I do think that it's it's helpful to take a theater class to do anything in okay. life. Okay, okay. And I think that would help people, you know, do live talking. Oh yeah, easily. It helps people get um, feel braver for interviews, um, and that's that's kind of it. Even it's weird though because auditions, I don't feel as brave as I do in an interview. I don't know because I guess in an interview they're judging you on you feel factual, like, yeah. They feel like they're judging you more on you, and it's like, I either have this experience right, or I don't. don't. Right. You know, I, I'm either, like, the person who's right for the job based on my resume, based on what you see of me, based on what I can say, or not, versus um, theater, I feel like you don't always know what the creative director has in mind, and it could, be, mind, anything. It could be, anything. be anything. I've gone into auditions where, like, you look the same as everybody in the room, yeah. or you're like, why am I the weirdo odd one oh, out? Oh, how funny. 
And so there are times where I'm like, I'm like, okay, I get where this director is going because I look like person XBC, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. Or you're like, I have no idea. This director like called everybody off the street and just, <laughs> yeah. and just auditioned them. Yeah, 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 I don't know what's yeah. going on. Uh, Jazz says it sets the tone and attention from the start. It does. It kind of it does that also. It kind of sets the tone yes. of, the, of the show. Help I get it. And the thing is, how many do you do you think how many auditions you've kind of gone in your whole life? Do you think about how many you could even? Has it been hundreds? Has it been? I have no like I can't yeah. I was gonna say you must have been on a lot. You say you've done it since you were a kid. Yeah, I my first uh, professional acting job I was eleven. Wow. Um. So since then, it's like wow. I'm. Much older than 11. <laughs> She's 15. She's 15. I'm 15. Yes. Um, I'm yeah. older than Sheila. Uh, Google that, how much old she is right. in the show. Is it? Yes. I'm older than Sheila, <laughs> let's just say. So that's been a lot of auditions. I love that. It's so funny. I love it. And you know, it's, oh when, when, watching, when you're watching this show, there's also the sense that, like, I guess I'm like this is how long an audition is too. No, like, no, it is two two hours yeah, or something. Right. You know, you're like they go longer. You, yeah, you can be there for that long. Yeah. I can remember auditions. I was there for like five, six hours. Yeah, I did audition once. It was like four hours. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, and especially in like a chorus line audition where you have like oh. a cattle call and you're they go eight hours, nine people. hours. They go yeah. yeah you can oh be there for God. forever. So. Yikes! Yes. So you just want the characters. So we, 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 who do you want to start with? You want to start with the the big one, Zach and Cassie? You start yeah, with them? let's start with Zach and Cassie. Um, I, you know, I love I love that they have kind of like a re- they reveal that they have a romance later yes. on. Um, she she obviously is like a strong character, a strong dancer, and mm-hmm. he um, he gets more like personability and vulnerability because of her. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to me as yes. well. Yes, um, because she comes on, and I said she feels a little worn. Um, they have a past, but I think it was I think it was great to connect him to somebody on the stage because that's normal. I think. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. something they've been through. You know, especially especially in New York and on Broadway. I'm You're sure see the same, same people. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I'm sure in L. A. Too. I'm sure. I mean, you probably see the same people, but especially in New York and the whole Broadway scene. I'm just pretty sure you see the same people all the time, and you get to know them here and there, and it's kind of friendly, kind of friendly, I guess, or whatever. Um, but I like that they, they put him kind of with her, and like you said, it kind of humanizes him just a little bit. He's not just the voice off the screen. Right. That he is actually a person, because to me, he represents, Zach represents to me, not just the voice of God, but like a father, um, a dictator. Yeah. He's like, he's all these things that we're afraid of, yes. or that really speak to us inside really deeply. Yeah. He and starts, I have, yeah. I think... He starts to get more human as the play is going mm-hmm. on because um, he has um, that moment with Paul San Marco. Yes, yes. And he has his moment with Cassie. So he has these moments where the actor's vulnerability starts to get to mm-hmm. him. And mm-hmm. because you learned he was he was a chorus member himself. Yes. Which many of them, you know, you can't do, you teach or whatever. You kind of, kind of that thing. You, or you've, got, you've, you've aged out of it, so now you are the casting person or you're directing. You know what's yeah. funny, though, is this whole argument that she's, like, too good for the chorus and she's so <laughs> yes, fabulous yes. that the chorus, like, <laughs> won't have her. Um, I just don't buy it. Yeah, and I'm that's just... <laughs> because that's because the, the major difference, I think, is that if you have a style that people can tell you apart from, that's... Mm-hmm. That's something that, yes, would 
would pull a viewer's <laughs> look from you. But that's something you've got to work on as a chorus yes, member. And if you really are that fabulous of a dancer, you can fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. just having a style doesn't necessarily mean that you're better than everyone yeah. else. It just means you're different. And therefore, you might you might get more jobs based on the fact that you're right. unique. Right. But at the same time, I think if you're really that great of a dancer, yeah, you can, you can rein it in and you can make yourself look like a yeah. chorus number. I had this thing where um, both my sister and I, when we were in high school... Both of us uh, did all these like heavy dance numbers, 42nd Street, things like that. Okay, yes. Um, and we both, I don't know what it was or who we trained with, we stick our pinkies up when we dance. Oh. And I used to get yelled at it all the time because in the chorus, like, it made me look different. Like, the, pe- oh, yeah. the dance instructor was like, I can see your goddamn pinky <laughs> from the back row. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, gotta fix that, gotta fix that. No more pinkies. But then my sister came along and she goes, I know you're a Borowski, and this is how I know why oh, your pinky is sticking up. That's and so she funny. had the same like affectation oh, that God. she had it. to like try and fix yeah. as well. But I, you know, like those little things, they're just they just make you unique. Yeah, it's like things. something you've got to fix. And if right. if you're if you're good and if you're conscious of it, you, you will can fix it. it. You can totally fix like, it. Like the things yeah. that she was doing, like with yeah. her head dipping yeah. very far back, I'm like you can lift your head up again. It's yes, not like, you know, right. like, it's not like, oh, that makes her better. It's yes. just like, yeah, she's flexible. She yes. can just be unflexible. <laughs> yeah, it is very true. Um, so says, that was the yeah. only thing that, like, bothered me I when bothered I was butter. watching it. That's I was like, so that's funny. not a thing. That's you being thing. so fabulous that you are better than everyone else, <laughs> that is not a thing. Well, because she, I can guarantee you tons of these people work hard and they are that Oh, yeah, and that's, that's the thing about, that's the thing about, I'm going to go off my other subject I was going to say, but that's the thing about, the chorus. We all up to that point. We saw the chorus as just nameless, faceless people. Yes, they were part of the background. They they did all this amazing work in the background. I mean, I used to watch all those Buzzy Berkeley movies and things. I mean, all this stuff was beautiful. But this actually shows you that they're people, that they have emotions and feelings and certain talents and deficits. It was like you got to see each one for not just the legs that are kicking every five minutes at the end of the show. I'm mean, like, you saw them. That's why I'm, I'm at home, like after watching it, trying to do those fan kicks again. Like, they're not fan kicks, actually. They're high, I can't, I can't they're do them. I, try, I, I can't um, do them. I, I was like, I wonder if I can do this again. And I'm like, my back is like straining. I was like, yep, too old. <laughs> Older than Sheila. <laughs> well, you know, I saw the Rockettes. I used to go to a Christmas spectacular oh every gosh. year. And, and Radio City was, it's, it's like, it's Christmas when you go see them. It's just Christmas. And those kicks, I mean, that's some, that's some amazing stuff. I don't, know, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. Um, Tell us, you know what um, you said before you came in yeah. here? You were telling me about Every Little Step, which yes. I'm so interested in. Because yes. a lot of the time when I was watching Chorus Line, I was like, these people had to audition and go through that exact process to be in a play about the audition process. Yes. So this thing is Every Little Step. It was, it was, I first saw it on either A&E or Bravo. They had showed it, shown, shown it. And it's so good. It's about the revival that comes up. And they actually show the people going through the process of trying to get on a chorus line. And it shows them where they're, where they're at home and part of their family life and their boyfriends and girlfriends. And, the, and they really capture New York City. To me, chorus line, rent, there's certain ones in the Heights, which was the other one that Lin-Manuel did. They're all very New York. It's very New York to me specific. Even though they're universal in theme and you can right. get into them. But this one shows you just the travel to go from New Jersey into. And I, I have family in New York, so I've done this before. You know, you, you're traveling on the subway and it's freezing outside. You're trying to get to the audition, and then you're in there and everybody's stretching and flexing. And it's you, they give you about seven or eight characters to follow, so you get to kind of a through line to follow. And a few other people in there too, but you follow them, and some make it, and some don't. And I'm, I mean, sobbing, I was sobbing like a baby for the ones who made it and the ones who didn't make it. Yeah. 
My mother and I have watched it like three or four times. And it's just like, it's just a, it's fascinating because they really, like you said, you're watching them. Basically, it's a chorus line twice. <laughs> it's like double a chorus line. <laughs> a chorus lines. A chorus <laughs> lines. It really is. It's, it's such a great, if you can get a guy on Amazon, you can get it on Amazon. It's really inexpensive. It's so good. It's so good. Now, I have another question for yes. you. So you watch, you've seen the original broadcast. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I watched the 2006 revival. Yes. Um, and I've seen I've seen that also. And I've seen we've seen the movie as well, which we're yes. going to discuss next week. Yeah. But um, Val, the girl who yes. has plastic surgery, who sings the tits and ass song, yes, dance which is dance. such a fun song and it's so fabulous. Yes. But uh, the 2006 cast member, yeah. the the girl in the movie, neither of them really have big boobs. No. And I don't know why it, it just bothered me so much. Yeah. And I know dancers don't really have yeah, big really boobs. Yeah. But like. I danced, and my boobs are, like, <laughs> bigger than those girls. They're healthy. Girls. some healthy boobs. They're, I mean, like, yes. not to draw your attention, but they're bigger than those girls. And I'm yes. like, I danced, I have big boobs, and it really offends me that she got, like, a boob job yes. to get, like, a B cup. Why? Yes. yes. Why would you do <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have, two, I have two things I want to say about that. So, one, of course, as someone mentioned here... Eight of the I think I think eight of the stories are actually real life stories. The monologues they're they're based on Michael Bennett went off of that, so that's really good. That one always killed me because it's a funny song, but it's about a subject that wasn't popular back in the seventies. We didn't talk plastic surgery and boob lifts and boob jobs. That wasn't something. Even in the songs like should tell you it's in seventies. Part of the song is about that. It's like I'll let you know where my doctor is, but it wasn't popular. To me, it was ahead of its time. Talking about what people will do. To be stay in the chorus, role, yeah. To get a role, and it was not. And it's a fun song. It's fun and whimsical and it's cutesy and it's a little naughty. And but it's really a serious. You think it's really serious because it's kind of like she went to get some stuff done so she can actually still stay relevant. Did she have big boobs though? The original. Actress? In the original actress, she did. Okay, that's all I need to now, know. I just, want, I, just want, I just want to tell you one of the original actresses on it, and I got to see her, and I didn't realize it was her until I I saw Gilmore Girls later. Kelly yes! Bishop. She won a Tony. Yes. Yeah, so she, she was actually was one of the original. Her and Donna McKechnie were the originals. In she, the, was in Sheila. Those, she was Sheila. They were the originals, and she was and she was a great dancer. But I saw her in Gilmore Girls. Like, what? She looked familiar to me. I saw her in Gilmore Girls. So I was like, oh my gosh, but the mother in Gilmore Girls. For you guys out there, I had the reverse reaction because I was like reading the list. Is it? It, it won a whole bunch of Tonys oh, yeah, among like yeah. best musical, yeah. best director, yeah. best choreography, best score. Yeah. Um, Best actress for the woman who played Cassie. Yeah, Donna uh, McKechnie, yeah. A best featured actress for Kelly Bishop. Kelly Bishop yep. um, best featured actor for Samuel Williams, who played Paul San mm-hmm. Marco. Um, but yeah, I had the opposite reaction because I was like, the Gilmore Girl's mom was Sheila. <laughs> Rana's all like, or maybe, Grandma. Grandma. Sorry, she's a grandma. Uh, she, Rana's like, maybe she had been flatter than flat before, so there was something big for her. <laughs> 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 oh, very funny, Brianna. We talk about that these days, um, and uh, but yeah, no, it's just it just it. Um, she, the girl was a little larger in, in the original production, so that was kind of and things were a little more natural back then. Anyway, back in the seventies, people were a little more. I mean, dancers were still slender and that kind of stuff, but there were things where there were more a little more curves and things back then that were allowed that nowadays they don't really do that anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll talk about when we get to the movie, but yeah. seeing the progression of like looking at what the Hollywood Bowl cast looked like. And then oh, right. looking at the 2006 revival, I was like, those people to me look more like at people in a chorus that are in chorus lines, not in the movie, it's in, like, <laughs> in the show, a chorus line, but people that are in chorus lines, the, the bodies are a little bit more diverse. Mm-hmm. It's not just like skinny models, which is how yeah. I felt about the movie. I but. saw I saw a company version of it in San Francisco. Um, I want to say... 2008 or 9 and same thing it was much they were more realistic the actors they were in the in the court in the chorus line yes. of a chorus line they were a little more realistic i think another one of my favorite characters is uh diana 
the oh, yes. the other Puerto Rican. I love yes. I love her song about um, about her acting class and how... yes, nothing. I love that song. It's a yeah. great song about San Juan. I'm half Puerto Rican, so of course I was able to relate to her immediately when I saw the show. It's like oh, Puerto Rican because again, that's very New York. People in California were like, what are Puerto Ricans? Like, they didn't know what we were. It's just like, they don't know what that is. They knew Mexican. Right. They knew Central American. They're like, Puerto Rican, Dominican, Cuban. What's that? It's very East Coast. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Michael Bennett included that in this, I was like, oh, that makes it, it makes it more New York. And Puerto Rico is a small island. And she tells the story so well about the ice cream. It's, just, it's, a, great, it's a great song. It's really a great song. And yes. then her friend is uh, the other Puerto Rican, yes. Paul San Marco, yes. who changes his last name to an Italian last yes. name. <laughs> and then they have this cute little exchange where Zach is like, well, you think you look less Puerto Rican but more Italian? Yes. You know? um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because New York, when you think of, like, the 70s, mm-hmm. they had, not that New York has ever not had a plethora of Italians, yeah. but it's just, like, the Italians, it's, it's interesting when you look at the history of racism yes. in America. Yes. People were very racist about Italians, yes. and then you have new people coming in. You have Hispanic people coming in, and then they start to be racist against Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting to me how you just have these large groups of people that are migrating to the U.S. and yeah. just because they're new there, all of a sudden it becomes like, well, now you're the person that we're going to be. Racist I can tell about. you for a fact, because like I, said, I have family in New York, and I can tell you that Italians were called names. I will not say. Um, that were similar to black people um, because they were darker and in, in, in skin tone and they had curly hair and it was this whole thing and it was like you're right they were totally attacked and so but then yeah when the, when the influx of Dominicans and Cubans and other Caribbeans come up which become in every shade and, and color and size some are lighter skinned and can go oh well, I don't want to really be Puerto Rican that's why I, I relate to that story too I'm gonna go with a, a, another last name. It's so kind of different, not like Martinez or something. It was, and then yeah. then it was so interesting to me that he picked Italian because I was yes. like, now in the '70s we've reached this era yes. where it's kind of less racism against the yes. Italians to the point that that's what you want to be, you yes. know? Yes, and it's still sad. It's all sad. Yeah, it's all sad. It's, it's all like sad. there's there's a lot of um, what I think people today don't realize that because <laughs> we have new people that that the world is racist about, that the world is racist about different groups of people at <laughs> yes. different times, yes. you know? it's very true. Very, very true. And just, it's funny, in certain, just certain areas in, in New York, it was very, just, you couldn't go to certain areas. But the 70s in New York was very dangerous. Early 80s was very dangerous. Giuliani did kind of clean up a little bit, so it's a little different now. But there are parts I couldn't even go to when I used to go visit. You can go to Hell's Kitchen and those places. They were all near Broadway, actually. There was like 8th Street, 8th Avenue, and that way you could go that way. Now you can. Now it's like the hot spot. It's very gay these days. It's also interesting to me, speaking of very gay, was Paul San Marco's... Um, his drag ra- his drag race. Oh my god. I've got it on the brain. His, his drag story where he yes. was... He was so ashamed of um, of dressing up yeah. like a woman, and then having yeah. like struggling with like this effeminate versus masculine. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to me too because I I think because of Drag Race, mm-hmm. drag has become much more mainstream. Oh, completely, completely. Um. So back then, it like. I don't think parents knowing that their son is gay and a dancer would be as shocked versus yeah. them. Well, I can tell you right now, I can tell you, because obviously I'm from that time period, I can tell you um, there were shows like La Caja Fall that was like, specifically straight people could go there right. and see a specific show, right. like a night of it. 
your son dressing in those clothes or even wanting to express that was not acceptable. You have to remember being gay was considered a, uh, was considered a sickness until 1972 or 73 by the National American Association. So it was kind of like, it was considered this weird thing. So um, his story, I didn't really relate to it until later. Yeah. Until I came out a little later. Um, and was, But when I saw it later and later, I was like, oh, now I get what he's talking about. I mean, I thought his monologue was good when I saw it the first time, but I didn't really get it right. until later. And drag right now is just so, I mean, it's so ubiquitous at this point. The praise to RuPaul for kind of bringing that out. Because when I started going to drag bars in the 80s, it was like this underground thing still. Yeah. It's like we all went to them. They sang Dolly Parton and, you know, it's like all these, all these Meanwhile, singers. like I can right. remember at my college, which I'm even several years out of college at this point. <laughs> yes. uh, but at my college, I can remember we had drag pageants just like, at the college. It was, yeah. like, a big part of the college. And wow. so it's it's interesting to me that, like, even what I think is, like, a little bit far in the past yeah, yeah, for yeah. me is yeah. still, like, it was an accepted thing at that, at that yeah. point. So yeah. do you think that this show, one of the reasons that this show was such a big hit, um, and it was, uh, hit, it yes. was a huge hit, mm-hmm. um, is because of the certain... Like topics that yes. it broached completely because it showed a little bit of everything. It gave it gave everybody again. I keep saying this over and over again, and Brianna said it in here too. It was so relatable. Anybody could watch it and go, "That's me," or "I know someone like that," or maybe "Is that me?" You know, is, yeah. or, what, or "Was that me?" You can look at, it and everybody had a story. Again, I go back to at, at the ballet. To me, one of the most saddest pieces to me because each one has their story about their broken homes, basically. And when and when and when Homegirl talks about the Indian chief being her, like so it was, it was her dad. He represented her dad. Mm-hmm. I always I always cried until I heard that part of the song. It was just like I have father issues too, so I know what it feels like. And and another one we were here to save the marriage. And it's, just, it's like it's a really sad song. It's a beautiful sad song, but it really talks about where people can come from, and a lot of us come from broken homes. So there are a lot of themes I just thought completely. It was like Michael Bennett and them did a great job with the assembly of just diversity and Well, plus they're coming from broken homes, and these dancers are their family. You have yes. Paul bust his knee um, oh, yeah. towards the end of the show, and yeah. everyone's like rushing forward to help him. Are you okay? Yeah. And then rushing them out, and then they sing the um, What I Did for Love. Yeah, another great song. Um, which which to me shows like this, this community, this, these group of people, mm-hmm. they really are a family. And then some of them are like, you know, you have the yeah. two characters that are married to each other. Yes. Yes. So this is where those like broken people find mm-hmm. their people. Which most of us who are performers or who are hosts or actors, we are fine. We, we're all family. We find, it's so true. It's so true. You know, and I recently had something happen in my life that I saw a major part of that. And you were part of that also, of Aww. course. And Brianna was too. That it was really a community that came together for me. And I just, I was overwhelmed. But that kind of happens. I think it's what happens. You get, you get in this kind of, when, first of all, to be in this business, any part of this business is crazy talk. Yes. It is an unfeeling, uncaring, obstacle-filled, schizophrenic, crazy business. Unstable business. Yes. And we've chosen it in yeah. some form. We've chosen it. So we're crazy, obviously. Yeah, we are crazy. I mean, <laughs> I know I am. I know, I know oh, she is, too. I am for sure. But you, but you know what I mean? But so, so this show shows that they had, they had to come together. And they had to become this kind of, yeah, they had to become this kind of family, this unit. And a chorus is a unit. Because you're a chorus and you're separate, but you're working together. Yes. To create whatever it is, the, the show. And you really see that in the final number. Yes. Speaking of which, um, Brianna and I have this thing called What's Your Diva Song from This Show. <laughs> yes. So we pick out our song from this show yes. that's our diva song. Mine yes. is 
the final number one, yeah. which I love, and it's like so yeah, iconic to is. me. What's what's your diva at song? the ballet? Oh, I, I love do. It. You know, it's sad. It's just, I still sing it to this day. It's one of my favorite. It's, it's just a song that I relate to the most. And now with Barbara Streisand with her version, I've been singing it like every other day. That's awesome. I, I love. I love. I just love that song. I just love all the parts. It's just so good. Let us know what your diva song yes. is, and let us know. know if you have a favorite number from Chorus yeah, Line. Yeah, totally. Please do. Please tell us your, or, or favorite character. Also, we have a favorite character from there. Some of you guys are saying how you. One guy was in there said that he's. Gay and Puerto Rican, so you had two people to, look, to read for. To root for. So that's kind of great. I, I like that. Yeah. Again, you can watch this and you can, you can pick one person and root for them if you want to, or several and root for them and see what happens at the end of the chorus line. Who makes it? Yeah, I think at this point I was rooting for Sheila because I love, I love, <laughs> I love um, each actress who has played yes. her has got this kind of attitude yes. of like, yes. meh. I've been through this. I've seen all of this, and like yes. it's sad because she doesn't get it in the end. So you, she doesn't. you have that little. I was heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, I was like, oh my god, and just look on her face and how she walks off the stage. It's just like Brianna says her diva song is "Dance Ten Looks Three. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Dance Ten Looks Three. Yes, I love that song too. Um, but yeah, it's oh, it's the family you make for yourself. Yes, exactly. But you know, when she doesn't make it, I was like, wow. She doesn't make. There isn't happy endings for everything. That's what that's what this thing shows you too. There's not a happy ending for everything. You can injure yourself. You can not be right for the part. You can be too old. You can be too this. It just. And you know what's interesting is Brianna asked this question: um, Do we do I do we think that Zach picked Cassie because they were in love in the past? But it seems to me like that Sheila um, is well known too among this group of people. Yes, and um, I've seen that time and time again too, where it's like. I don't I, I mean, yes, there there can be preferential casting or there can mm-hmm. be like someone who thinks this friend of mine would be really great for yeah, this yeah, part. Yeah, you yeah. know, that happens. Yeah. But I I do think that a lot of the time, if you're just not right for what they're doing, no matter if that person's your friend, they won't cast you. And I that's agree. I mean, that's happened to me and I don't think it's a you know, like I can't hate on that person for saying that like you aren't right for the part because looking back I can think yeah, I wasn't yeah. really right for that right. part. No, in hindsight, a lot of times I look at things and I'm like, yeah, I wasn't really good for that. Okay, got it. I'm not good at that. Oh, Jazz41173 says he has two, music and the mirror, and at the ballet. Right. He goes, Maggie's part, of course. <laughs> yeah, she gets a big one. She has a big crescendo. Yes, big she part. Yes. Yes, yes, she does. Yes, she does. I won't do it for you right now. So hashtag James Lutch Jr. Yes. Anything else you'd like to say? <laughs> Love that. I just want to say this musical, to me again, it's one of my top three musicals of all time uh, in terms of musical. I have favorite plays, but musical-wise, one of my top three because it really does speak to everyone. And it's a great glimpse in just, in just what goes on behind the scenes and... I think you should all go see it whenever, whenever you see it anywhere. And it has some great dance numbers. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You can check me out on all platforms, one, two, three, Jackie B, or on the Drag Race after show that's coming up at 7 p.m. tonight. Right. And uh, and thanks for, I'm glad to be on here with you. I miss, I'm I miss hosting with so you. I'm so happy you are here. Oh, you have to, to come back. I have to come back. I have to come back. I'm James Lott Jr. You can follow me on all social media platforms at James Lott Jr. Tonight, I have two more shows to do on our sister network, After Buzz TV. I do the GH reports and I do the bold breakdown. Thank you for watching us. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. I don't know what happened to our engineer. <laughs> and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.